Ladies and gentlemen, I am Austin Fouts, rugged pro wrestling promoter and superstar, and I am drinking at Moe's. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking Moe's. Big Mo here. Be sure YouTube, all that good shit. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Helps with that pain in the ass YouTube algorithm. We're pretty much most places you can find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor. Leave a review, leave a rating. Today I have with me Mr. Fouts, man behind Rugged Pro, getting ready to have a pretty big show this weekend down in my old neck of the woods, a little bit south of there anyways, but Fall City, Nebraska. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor. I've been wanting to get on the show for a while. I'm glad we could finally make it happen. Oh, yeah. No, I've been been looking forward to it. I've unfortunately not been able to make it out to many a rugged pro show, but I, as you may have already known, I have had plenty of talent that have gone through rugged. I've been... Uh, talking with a bunch of others that I haven't had on yet and I, I hear all good things that's the way I like it to be man that's the, that's the whole purpose of wanting to be a positive exciting place for you know talent to get work in no yeah and that's also kind of uh how I've tried to keep the the show a fun positive place you know keep it just shooting the shit kind of you know, I have my notes to, in case I get on a rant, but just kind of keep it lighthearted and all that, you know, keep it a fun place. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it, man. I'm oh, really excited. yeah. That's, that's say that the sentiment goes both ways as well. You know, I hear a lot of great things about this show as well from all the people that I've seen, uh, you know, the guys that I know that have been on and stuff. So I think this is a match made in heaven, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You know, that. That means a lot because, you know, there's there's times where I've had people just flat out blow me off and kind of kind of gets you down in the dumps a little bit. But then, you know, to hear that, you know, people are, you know, sharing the word about the show and, you know, saying lots of good stuff, it it makes some of that a little more worth going through. Absolutely, man. You know, I, I, a while back I had my own show and it was, I definitely understand the feeling. So I, I try my best, you know, from being in the other side of things, I definitely now can go, okay, like this is how you need to behave. This is how you want to behave for you when you were on there. When oh yeah. No, I, I definitely try to be that way myself with, you know, if, I'm wanting other people to respect my time. I try to do that as much as possible with anybody I'm wanting to have on. Absolutely. Absolutely. But man, yeah, this, this week has been crazy. Just getting ready for the show and stuff. This is Rugged's debut out of state. So this is our first time leaving Iowa. You know, we're, we're leaving our little bubble, um, which is crazy to think because in 2021, Obviously, oh, maybe we won't even count that, but just from <laughs> all the way up to 2021, Rugged Pro had never left Marshalltown. Mm. <laughs> and then, you know, this last year, you know, we started going up to, we did, we worked for Ragbri, we worked for like multiple county fairs, all these other big events and stuff. So like now it's really cool that, you know, now we're coming over to Fall City, we get to work for the Jay-Z's as well as High V. Like that's really cool. Um, not too many independent companies get to say that they're like a vendor for a, you know, like a national company like High V. I, that is, that is very true. You know, not too many independent promotions can definitely say that. And like I mentioned, I have a little bit of history down there in Falls City. My, my high school used to play the Catholic school down there and pretty much every sport all the time. So I've been down there more times than I can count. <laughs> so we're kind of waking up a, a old high school rivalry. He, in a way, in there. a way. <laughs> but uh, before we get into the, the card, 
I have, with all first-time guests, I have a question I like to lead off with. What got you started as a fan? And then what got you started, you know, making the leap into the business? Because everybody's got their own story, and I love hearing it. Man, I wish my, like, how I became a fan story was cool. But honest, honestly, just I grew up in a family that always watched it. I can't remember a time wrestling wasn't in my life. Mm. Um, and like everybody else is like, oh, you know, I remember sitting there and seeing the Undertaker walk through the curtain for the first time. And I'm like, I don't have that. Like, mm. I don't really have like a first memory of like mm. wrestling. I remember like my first Shawn Michaels action figure I got. And I remember that mm. being like, but the thing is, like, I already loved wrestling. Like, yeah. so I don't remember. Oh, I fell in love with wrestling. It's just my first memory is just getting that Shawn Michaels action figure and being like obsessed because I love Shawn Michaels. <laughs> no, I when I got into it, it was a little bit before him. And good lord, I feel old even saying it. I mean, I turned 40 in July, but some of my earliest memories was seeing guys like Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior and like the the high energy they showed yeah. coming out there. You might be my dogs playing with the speedy toys, but also <laughs> seeing guys like uh, the road warriors and the spike shoulder pads and shit. I remember first time I ever got to see them live was at a Monday night raw taping here in Omaha. And like the two people that have ev- ever ha- made me do this, where I was on my feet from the moment their music hit to the moment they went back because I was just so hyped seeing them. The Road Warriors and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I saw them both at that show. The moment their music hit, I'm oh my God. <laughs> so I was like, a lot of people make fun of me because I'm, I'm only 25. So like, me growing up, like my, my Road Warriors growing up was like LOD 2000. <laughs> yeah. Which is so messed up when I think back, especially with the storylines they ran with Hawk. That mm. like, so somewhere, I have to find it because it's the funniest thing ever. In my my pre-kindergarten, you like that, that transitional kindergarten, um, like my, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's like I said, I want to wear, I want to be a wrestler, but wear a muscle shirt and jeans like Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> like little did i know that i was like oh yeah they're like making fun of his like alcoholism and <laughs> so, like that's like that is forever and everybody from my pre-k class has that a nice book that says i essentially just want to be an alcoholic <laughs> um, yeah no they they had some wild stories with those guys but oh yeah. man yeah, because I'd go on for days because, like, Hawk was my favorite. But, like, in my later years, like, Road Warrior Animal and I, like, almost got into a fight. Like, we, oh. like, we, like I have shoot heat with Road Warrior Animal because I called out it for being a pet, like a like a pedophile. Oh. It was a whole thing, man. Like, he, he, like, talked about me on his podcast and everything. It was great. Interesting. <laughs> That's a whole story. The whole story in its own. You know what? Maybe another time we'll have you on and we'll we'll go over that because you got me curious on that one. There we go. Make sure you guys tune in the next time I'm on. <laughs> you yeah, definitely. You're, you're definitely welcome back at any time. But uh, what made you want to get into the business after being a fan for as long as you have? Because, you know, everybody, everybody, like, when starting being a fan – everybody has their story like the some people can remember the moment that they're like that's what i want to do or for some it's just always been from kindergarten with that book on that it's just always been that thing so for me it was like i think i was like 14 for a school project it was like what do you want to be when you grow up i was like of course a wrestler so I just looked up like local wrestling college and just happened like through happenstance, like professional wrestling college, it showed up like the 3X wrestling website. Mm. And I was like, okay, cool. So like, here's this. So I started just kind of looking around and I found like impact pro wrestling and all that. And like, I thought I was too small. I was, and at the time I was like five, at that time I was like five, eight and like, 
I was like 190 pounds. I was pretty big. Like I was decent sized, but I still thought that was too small. Mm. So I said, I was like, well, you know what? Like these guys, their product doesn't look like how it looks on TV. So I'm going to tell them what they need to do. <laughs> so I just like started reaching out to these companies being like, Hey, you know, if you guys got cameras like WWE, your product looks so much better. <laughs> just being like a dumbass 14 year old kid um so like through that process i was like at this point i'm 17 and i have the same mindset i'm like these guys are dumbasses why do they not just make their stuff better it's not that hard like not like without taking like the mindset of because in my head i'm thinking these guys are making like wwe money like if mm. you can afford it why can't they so yeah. so like <laughs> I'm just an idiot. Like, I don't understand money. I'm a, like, I'm just a dumb kid. So I get a hold of Roy Peterson with Impact Pro Wrestling. Same thing. Hey, man, your products, like, here's how your product could be like 10 times better. And he's like, man, those are great ideas. Why don't you come up to the show? At, at this point, I actually had a slightly better, like, mindset on it and, like, a little more realistic. So I told him, I'm like, hey, he's like, hey, come up to the show. The thing is, Troy never told anybody else at the show I was coming. So I just come waltzing in, like I just walk into their mm. training and just like 20 dudes just look back at me and yell, get out. So I'm like, ah, so I like scamper out like a little bitch, go by, <laughs> well, I didn't need to, all that other good stuff. And the night, Travis Shillington comes up to me, he's like, hey, you're the kid Troy told me, told me about, I forgot you were coming. <laughs> awesome, man. So I sat down and talked to Travis. Honestly, Travis Shillington with Impact Pro Wrestling is probably one of the coolest dudes in the world. Um, short and sweet. They didn't give a shit about what I had to say <laughs> about my production or anything. All I was offered was, hey, if you come back next week with 250 bucks, you can wrestle. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> <"Bet>, dude. Because <laughs> so, like, in my head, you know what I mean? Like to, and to me, you know, a young, dumb kid like that's like the unheard of so i was like holy mm. shit like little old me gets to wrestle yeah went home came up with the money we came back we started training and you know i started paying my 250 every month and the rest is history so impact pro wrestling is who we have to blame for austin fouts being a thing <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's kind of funny how you found them was kind of the same way i found the first promotions that i got introduced to independent wrestling with when i was stationed down in san diego there was well new wave which not indiana but there was a new wave down in san diego that i've actually had both of the people that were the promoters there on and there was a promotion that kind of helped them out here and there called socal pro which coincidentally was where i ended up meeting jason strikes where he was doing some of his spot stuff down there the magnum showcases they would do and i talked to him after one of them he's like oh yeah i have blah 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 magnum up there and when i got back i came and to some of the shows and well here, here i am now <laughs> Man, he's that. I know you. I I know that was just kind of like a little hiccup there, but I do want to mention, man. Jason Strife is probably one of the most influential people in my career, um, which is funny because we didn't even like talk to each other till after I stopped wrestling full time and became more of a promoter, which is sort of really funny to think about. My first interaction with Jason Strife, and okay, so I know this is gonna get clipped by somebody. They're gonna like try to cancel me for being an asshole, speaking ill of the dead. Like Jason Strife was a fucking dick, but he's my best friend. Like, like, I have to say that really fast, like in there, so they can't clip it out right away. Mm. And what I mean by that is, Jason Strife was a dick, but he's also my best friend, one of my best friends. So when I first ever got a hold of him, I was like six months in the business. He posted on Facebook this like super vague post. He just posted pictures of the gear, said they're for sale. Message me. So I messaged him. I'm like, hey, I want to buy this gear, guy. Like, and he goes, okay. This is how much it is. I'm like, well, wait a minute. How like what's like what size is it? He's like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> like, and he like he he like says it doesn't matter. Then he messages me, says what it actually is. And I'm like, shit, man, like 
I'm a bigger boy. It's not going to fit me. He's like, oh, thanks for wasting my fucking time, kid. <laughs> I could just, he was just being strife. He, no, I, I've had some similar interactions with him, but when it came down to it, I always knew that, like, if I felt like I had been taken the wrong way, I could always clear the air and then boom, it was good. Right. But so like fast forward, so like for the, from there until the very first rugged show I was supposed to have, I thought he hated me. <laughs> I blew it. I blew it with superstar strife. Then, so the first rugged show was supposed to happen on January 26, 2019. And we had to cancel because the mm-hmm. like all these problems with the building, all this other stuff. Well, like before, like I went into detail on what the actual problems were. Strife was actually willing to front the money for the show and put on the show. Hmm. Which is the unheard of. <laughs> like I cannot <laughs> single other person in the world who would do that for some idiot kid in Iowa who's like shouldn't have been promoting shows and just pulled something out of his butt. But yeah, he's like, hey, let like let the building know that we can still do it. Like it's on. And then I explained the, you know, the actual in detail reason. Cause he thought it was just I'm a dumb kid and I blew all the money. He was gonna save, save the day. Um, but once he realized it, he goes, Oh, of course, obviously we can't. Um and then from there on out, just period, you know, he was just always giving ideas on things. And then by the end of it, you know, towards the end of his life, we talked almost daily. You know, we helped out, you know, I did like their ring rentals for when they did shows in Iowa. I helped with all that other stuff. And like we talked every day, he was helping with creative, all that stuff. I went, I luckily I was fortunate enough to go to his home and see him, you know, in the last weeks, um, which meant the world to me. And because how yeah. much of an that on me so like you mentioned that and i was like we i definitely want to give him his uh moment to shine jason strife is a dick but he was also one of my best friends <laughs> no and you know he he was definitely one of those that could be taken as one but then when you look he definitely had his standards for his show and come hell or high water he wasn't gonna compromise his damn standards for his show Right. And, I, hey, you, you can't blame him there. Yep, he's somebody, and it's he's something he taught me, and I, it's something that I, that I really struggled with at first. So this is, and a lot of people don't like this, <laughs> this opinion. It is, you know, pro wrestling is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Pro wrestling fandom is, right? Everybody, everybody can be a fan of pro wrestling. Everybody's welcome to be a fan of pro wrestling, but actually, being a professional wrestler. You know, being in the business that's not for everyone. And that's something that I really like have started to take to heart. And like at first, it's not being like, hey, we're going to exclude people. It's just that people need to be able to get up to that level. It's not that yeah. we're back and pushing them out. It's that if they can't get up there, hey, that's why it's called professional wrestling. Very, very true. And, you know, there's in that aspect, there's also, you know, people might not be able to be in the, the active in-ring part of it, but there's all sorts of roles you can play in helping the show go on. Absolutely. That you can also get into that if, you know, if the active in-ring part isn't for you, you know, physically or whatever, there's other roles you can fill. Absolutely. And it's just like football, you know. You know, I'm not necessarily the biggest football guy. I see the Green Bay hat on, right? Like, let's, you know, are we, do we feel like we could, you know, start as a linebacker next, next week? Well, next I year. Wish. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So guess what? We're, we're fans, right? We just enjoy yeah. it. That's something that I think a lot of people, um, that's something that I, cause I was the same way. I'm like, when you say that, it, it feels like you're excluding people. It's yeah. not. It's saying, Hey, this is open to whoever wants to try, but only a few are going to actually make, you know, succeed. And, thrive. and that's something oh. that I really, is. that's something that I think. I definitely contribute to success of rugby pro wrestling over this past year too. As Jason tries words on that. Oh yeah, no, he definitely had that. Been you know he had that, and he definitely brought that mindset into me. That like, I definitely came to the realization that maybe active in ring wouldn't be my way to be a part of the business because of. Wow. Well, I hurt my back in the military, so it's like that probably wouldn't be the 
best for me, but there's definitely other ways and, you know, ways that I can give back to the business and all that, that I can get into. And, you know, now that we've gotten all that this weekend, like oh, yeah. we mentioned, we got a big show first time out of the state of Iowa, Fall City, Nebraska. We got, well, one match in particular that, you know, that I was kind of interested in because, you know, I have friends on one side. It's the six-man tag. We got Angus Kaiser. We got two, I believe, they're teachers down there in Fall City. Yep. Mr. Craft. Oh. Going up against Brandon Juarez, Tim Boston, and Mac. Big Mac. Huge <laughs> dude. You know, and me being a fan of tag team wrestling that I am, you know, even going into trios or six man, th- this one, I'm I'm intrigued. Absolutely, mate. You look at it from both sides, right? So you look at it on one side, I kind of got to show these teachers, you know, welcome to the business. So I had to throw them in there with some hard hitters like, you know, Big Mac, uh, Tim Boston, especially, especially Brandon Juarez. Um, That's a scary dude, man. I've been in the (laughs) ring with him a couple times, and every time I never left the same. I always left beat up, battered, and bruised, man. But the thing, though, we didn't necessarily just throw these guys to the wolves. We're giving them the 450-pound Angus. He's a a big, as uh, Rick Ross said with Keith Lee, he's a big motherfucker. Absolutely, dude. Angus Kai is one of the first graduates of the Rugged Pro Wrestling Training Academy. Uh, this guy, man, he just he's like a fine wine. You know, he looks like he's like 80 years old. He's actually only 30. Um, he's got the same problem as me. But he's a uh, man, this guy, he's a hard hitter. And I'm really excited to see what happens when he gets let loose on those guys. And then especially when he's going to have the whole because with having those teachers on his team as well, he's going to have the whole town behind him because everybody. Oh, yeah wants to see these teachers overcome it but i know for a fact brandon juarez loves to spoil the party <laughs> yeah no he he definitely known a bit of a hard hitter a guy that can uh dish out and uh be in some pretty crazy matches i was there front row when he well as of right now was the last magnum show that they did where he went up against Bo Gott in a no-rope barbed wire match. That was pretty insane. And, you know, Juarez, he's like a brother to me, introduced me to my wife, and I actually made him the best man at my wedding. So I I got ties in with, you know, with that side of the, the match. Man, I'm sorry. I think your boy is going to – I don't mean I'm nervous because, like I said, you know, the – there is the inexperience factor when it comes to those teachers like Angus Kaiser, man, he's been all over the, he's been traveling all over. This guy's been in Wisconsin. He's been going over to Nebraska. He's been going to Minnesota. This guy's been going to Tennessee this past year, everywhere. This guy's going everywhere. He's been gaining the knowledge fast. He's been learning from a lot of great minds, but you have two liabilities hmm. in your corner, right? Angus yeah. Kaiser, out my mind, he could walk out of this match on his, walk into this match on his own. Like, and now you're yeah. adding it two other you know these two other guys it almost hurts his chance it's almost a handicap having partners for angus (laughs) no definitely and i mean you bring up that he's some of the places he's traveled to i've been at some of his matches you know here here in omaha for uh pwp you know down down benson and he You talk about hard hitters. He can he can dish it out with the best of them. Absolutely, man. And he's that's like he's he's got my seal of approval, and I know that. But what I will say though is, at the end of the day, no matter it's not going to be pretty, but this is damn sure going to be an entertaining match. Oh, I I can guarantee that just from the looks of it. Next one, and I'm I've actually ran into Myron Reed in the couple different occasions got invited down to warrior wrestling in st louis and i was actually at uh not the last revolver show in des moines but the tales from the ring one okay and gotta gotta run into him there but he's going up against 
though Lord Fort Daddy himself kits Sackett. He, he's, you know, that one's going to be a good one. And it's for the rugged her- heritage title. Correct me if I'm wrong. Absolutely correct. And that's something that, you know, the, when Myron first came in to work uh, Zeke Dynamics for that title, you know, of course, everybody says, you know, I don't mean to, you know, sp- I don't want to split any walls or anything like that. But, you know, the thought process going into that is, hey, Aaron Reed, you know, he's a big name guy. He's not going to stick around here. Yeah. You know, they don't, they, they, you know, they'll do what they got to do. Myron Reed's going on. This is going to be a second defense with the Heritage Championship. Myron Reed's around to stay. He is a part of the Rugged Pro Wrestling roster. Myron Reed is a good friend of mine. We talk very frequently. I am honored to have him be a part of the team and a part of the family. Uh, so if anybody's thinking that, you know, some, this could be some big, cool homecoming for Kit Sackett, I'm sorry to tell you, but Myron Reed ain't letting go of that title anytime soon, baby. <laughs> no, yeah, no, he definitely is not one that you can take lightly. Absolutely. For uh, trying to find a good Sackett's way to put it. Kind of a, it's Sackett's kind of an underground, you know, he's somebody who I think is still on the rise. Somebody who I think mm-hmm. has the potential to be, a, you know, to be at the level of Myron Reed. Time will tell. And I think that's his advantage going into this. Myron Reed's expecting, you know, he's been going up against these big guys. And now he's in here going with Kit Sackett, an underground hero, if, my, like, you know, if you will. And he's somebody who I think is going to rise to the occasion. And if he brings his A game, I'll have to eat my words on what I just said about Myron Reed not going anywhere. But. No, no, that, you know, neither one of them can you really take lightly. You know, Myron Reed, you know, doing all the big things he's doing, especially with uh, MLW there and, you know, doing the things he's doing with the Heritage Championship. But Kit Sackett, he, like you said, on the rise, he is, you know, doing things here in Omaha, being the current uh, Magnum Top Gun champion and, you know, both doing big things on their own going up against each other it's gonna be a gonna be a good one absolutely that's something too when you go back and you look through through the entire card honestly there's some matches we haven't announced yet that i will be talking about on here um and then a couple that will still be you know still be to come but you know every match on this card you know when you look at it sometimes you can go to a show and it's kind of like okay i know what (laughs) you can almost pre-fill it out I look at this card, man, and I just go, "Yikes!" Like, like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, and those, those are the good ones, the ones where it's like, hmm, any one of these could go either way, right? And that's something that I, I'm, re- I really take pride in with our shows as well, is you know that we're able to keep kind of that magic still alive. Because the best part about it, too, is like, of course, I'm working for the crowd and like who I'm trying to impress is the people paying for a ticket. But it's really cool in the back, too. And I have the boys coming up going like, holy shit, dude, I didn't know that. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. And, and again, yeah. guys back even are like that, like impressed me. Oh, yeah. No, I can. I can only imagine. And, you know, being able to. As I've heard it put before being able to suspend the crowd's uh, belief in like, you know, people, a lot of people go in knowing, I, I hate using the term fake. I prefer the, prefer the term predetermined when it comes to professional wrestling, because there ain't any way of faking a lot of the damage that yep. those guys take in that ring. But you know, people going in with that knowledge, but being able to suspend their belief in that and be like, oh, you know, I thought that going in, but I don't know about that. Absolutely. That is absolutely right. And that's something too. I'm not sure how many more matches that we've actually released yet that you have on your notes. Are we running out of them for ones you have? Um, I have two more, but with a post that one of the guys made, I'm, we're, we were talking a little bit before, not looking like that one's going to happen, at least in the form that it is on the, that's been 
advertised up to now. So for this first one here, we're going to talk about the ladder match for the Rugged Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. At the time of this release, you guys already will know that the Ma- Lars Metzger's out, baby. You know, he's hurt. He's not feeling too good. Good. He's out. He's, he's not cleared to be at the show. Stepping in, the new match, new big main event, is we have, you know, a little guns and beer feud. We have Duke Cornell stepping in the ring with Joey Anderson in a ladder match for the Tigerweight Championship. Ooh. So here's the thing, man. All, all I'm going to say is I get a hold of, of Joey to let, you know, to see if he's available. And he asked, the only thing he said, he said, yeah, man, I'm in. The only thing I need to know is, is how crazy can I get? <laughs> and I said, there's no limit, brother. <laughs> so, hey, all I'm going to say, that, I think that's all you need to know. If you know Joey Anderson, oh. he asked that question and he gets told, hey, there's no cap. <laughs> There's no cap on how crazy we can get. You know just right by that. That should, that should make people buy their tickets. This is one I'm really, really excited about. Um, both individuals in this match are some of my favorite people in the wrestling business. Oh, I'm yeah. excited to see the carnage that they bring. You look at it from way one. Joey, you know, Duke Cornell, he was preparing for the heavyweight champion. He was preparing for Lars Metzger. He wasn't expecting this blast from the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and, you know, knowing the both of them like I do, like, hell, I was at Joey's wedding. Like, mm-hmm. I was one of the few, like, non-wrestlers outside of their families that was there. Like, I know them. I know Duke very well. I was there when him and the now retired cousin Gayer won the AIWF tag titles up in, yeah, I believe it was Minnesota where they technically won them, but I was there. So like, I've been there for a lot of both theirs. I know them both very well. That one, the term that comes to mind, good old JR slobber knocker. That one is going to be like the dictionary definition of that. This could be a blessing. It could be a curse. You know, rumor on the street, Duke Cornell just had that big surgery on his eye. Mm. He's saying he doesn't need the eye patch anymore. So there's two ways we could talk about this. There's one. Hey, he has a freshly worked on eye going into this match. And I think we know Joey Anderson has no problem. The old Mm. Joey Anderson, I should say, no problem going after that eye. The other side. Duke Cornell just got depth perception, baby. <laughs> yeah, though, that that is that is true. You know, Duke you Cornell. Know, I mean, that's something. Can you imagine? You know, wrestling for this long, not being able to tell how far away something is. That's something that I think that alone just makes uh, Duke Cornell one of the goats of professional wrestling. Oh, totally. I felt for a long time that that dude needs to be signed somewhere, and. You know, if people people here in the the Midwest, we all know, you know, what that guy's capable of when with only one good eye. Now having two, mm. absolutely, that's gonna be it's gonna be a messy one. That's all I know. All we got the we got the ring trailer loaded up. We had to go back and make some adjustments. Now that we know it was Joseph gonna be there and not Lars, we had to add some boys so we're forward to it (laughs) oh i can imagine the the other one i don't know if we've got a replacement as of yet but as recording we don't but if we do it'll be posted on the drinking with mo's page so we'll get that will be guys keep your eyes out on the page so you can see that big announcement uh but Right now, it is unfortunate to, you know, you've already seen on Facebook by this point, Fuego del Sol uh, hurt his foot at his show in California. Therefore, he will be unable to compete Saturday, February 25th in Fall City, Nebraska. But he will still be there holding his seminar, passing on all the great knowledge to all the, you know, independent wrestlers that want to learn from him. And as well, he will be doing a meet and greet. He will still be in attendance. He's still going to be drinking in the show, getting to know Rugged Pro, becoming part of the family, um, and as well, we'll be speaking to the crowd 
on the, on the event as well. As we know, we will let you guys know. Hopefully, by the time you see this, Mo's already posted it. <laughs> Hopefully, we're already seeing who Justin Fowler's new opponent is going to be going into that. This was supposed to be one of the first big stops on Justin Fowler's, you know, big match buns tour. Um, mm. It's super unfortunate this happened. Fuego let us know immediately when he found out. He has been tremendous about everything. He felt terrible about the entire, you know, the entire thing. And he is, all I'll say is he's making right on, on the deal. So, you know, I can't speak any higher of Fuego Del Sol. Um, we're excited to see, hopefully by now you guys will understand why I'm excited. Cause it's going to be something crazy. I don't know what it is yet, but by the time you see this, hopefully we'll know the new big crazy oh, thing. Going on. Oh yeah. And you know, knowing Fowler the way I do, he can have a good match with just about anybody. Absolutely correct. And that is something, too, that I think is a very special um, characteristic of Fowler. It's the reason why we're putting him on the Big Match Buns Tour, because he, he can do it. You know what I mean? There's a <clears> – excuse me. There's something that I think – this is a conversation I've had with him. This is me saying it, not him. Yeah. In light of recent events – he now has the burden to carry of the best wrestler in the area. No, that I, I actually, I spoke with him the, the night of the visitation. He came, he was like, he came, was coming in right as I was getting done mm -hmm. there. So we, we had a nice little talk. It was shortly after, I actually went to my first game up at up at Lambeau. So, you know, I have full confidence whoever is going to be the replacement for this match. It's it's going to be a good one. Yeah, no matter who it is, it could be it could be Kenny Omega, it could be a broomstick, it could be a sex doll. It doesn't matter. Justin Fowler's going to put on the match of the night, and that's just because he's that damn good. Um, oh yeah. And the proof is in the pudding. You can go back to our last event where uh, Justin worked against Myron Reed. Put on a killer match. You can go back to uh, you know our Oktoberfest event where he put on a killer match with Tyler Jones. You can go back to you know the Ankeny event with where he worked Mike Bennett killer match. No matter mm -hmm. who it is, it's going to be match of the night. And whoever is in that spot, I know is absolutely going to tear the house down with him. Um, no, and hopefully totally. by now you guys know the name and you guys are going, wow, this is going to be great. <laughs> oh yeah, nope. I I definitely look forward to hearing about this one. Now, we've gone over the matches that I had on my notes. Do we have anything else that hasn't been Absolutely. put out there that you can put out right now? So here we'll talk about a couple of them, right? I got two of them we can talk about still. Right now, we're going to talk about one that, by the time this is out, will be announced. We're talking Brixton Nash. All right? He's making mm -hmm. his return to Rugged Pro against a very familiar face in his world as he is going to step in the ring with Jameson McGregor. <laughs> oh, boy, a hoss fight on our hands. And I, it's, hey, this one is going to be good because, hey, I'm a, I'm a jerk. <laughs> so I made sure to put, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of extra money in the winner's purse on this one because I wanted to make sure they both tore each other apart. <laughs> that that's that's gonna be killer like i've actually had both of them on you know being they're both in a tag team and a lot of promotions around i've had them both on at the same time when they before a show here in omaha dude they're a good enough team i can only imagine when they face off against each other that that's going to be something to see. Right, this is a little bit of payback for me because at the uh, Ankeny event for Magnum Pro Wrestling, uh, for Magnum Wrestling, I and my partner, Tyler Jones, we competed against the competed against them. And oh, yeah. for the tag team title. So now me being a petty promoter, I'm going to make them fight. <laughs> <laughs> Try to see if I can ruffle some feathers in there. Um, I'm really excited to see it, though. Jameson, he's been um, a, a staple of Rugged Pro Wrestling. He's been on almost every single event since we started using him. Um, and I can't ask for somebody to be, you know, to deliver a more consistent 
constant work rate as he does. And then he keeps begging me to bring in Bridge Brixton. So I said, whatever. I'm kidding. <laughs> I love um, both guys have been able to come down and hang out at the Forge, my training academy down here and just kind of roll around and show some of the other kids what, what's up. Um, so I'm really excited to see this match. Another oh. big one I had to talk about is we have, okay, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the cat. Are you familiar with the Matt Diesel out of Louisville? Uh, you know what? I don't know if I am. <laughs> Good. That's what I wanted. Right? So I have two guys here that I view as probably two of the most underrated, underappreciated talents in the entire country. I have Matt Diesel going up against Seto Cabara. Ooh, I, I know Seto. He, he, he can... It bothers me that he has not been a top guy. This guy, I'm telling you, man, he is a boat that people are missing. He's somebody that we are currently, you know, hopefully, hopefully setting up for some success. Uh, but he's got to earn it. And we're going to put him up against one of the most badass dudes I've had the pleasure of meeting over the last year in Matt Diesel. And I think that this is one of those matches, man. Again, nobody's going to know which way it's going to go. But I think it's a, it's a, it has a great chance of being number two only behind Fowler because nobody's going to be able to touch that guy. <laughs> oh, that? Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, I always love getting introduced to new stuff. One uh, promotion that I've become pretty good friends with, Warrior Wrestling out of Chicago, I've, you know, they, they're always introducing at least a hand, handful of new people here and there. And you've got at least one here that might not be so familiar with, but, you know, coming in at a recommendation of you, I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty damn solid. Absolutely. There's two other matches that will be uh, announced at a later time. There are matches featuring Rugged Pro Wrestling Training Academy students. Um, but right now they're earning their spots, guys. This is something mm -hmm. that I'm big on. Just because you paid your money doesn't mean you get a, you know it doesn't mean you get to be on the show, right? Everybody no. has spot. So we are piecing together these final pieces. Um, I just know that some of these kids that we got, some of these kids that are gonna be showing up this weekend. They're gonna be on your TVs a lot faster than you think. Yeah, that is awesome. I love to hear it, and I look forward to you know when those matches get announced. Well, I take it that's about all we have for as far as that show goes. Absolutely. So everybody just remember how cool it was when you saw that announcement on who the person is that Justin Fowler is wrestling. Because you guys know right now and we don't. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. Well, that is about all I have for tonight. But... One category that I want to do that I do with most shows, I do a bit of a random question category where, you know, some might be wrestling related, some might not be. You answer how you see fit. Absolutely. First one, craziest in-match moment. Oh, goodness. So is this for, like, like, anybody or for myself? It can either be one that was in a match you were involved in or one that you were there to witness so okay so like i'm trying to think and it sucks that they're both bad <laughs> so like the, one of the craziest things ever for me was like it's not even crazy in a cool way it's crazy like kind of a sad way <laughs> when i was like just getting started i got into a i'm not gonna say the promotion i was wrestling for because everybody already knows they suck um <laughs> But so I was wrestling this piece of shit who no longer wrestles anymore. And this guy, he's been like, he'd been wrestling, I think, for like 20 years. And I'd been wrestling for like, this was my third match. <laughs> I had gotten a car accident. Hey, mm. like, so I, I got sideswiped by a semi. I shouldn't have been wrestling. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, man, you're good. <laughs> I hadn't gone to a doctor's office or anything to get checked out. They're just like, yeah, you should be fine. And anyways, so I definitely, like, and this is where it's kind of my fault. So, like, he stiffed me pretty good, and I got knocked a little loopy. I'm pretty sure I, I think I had a concussion before. I just didn't notice it. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so I messed up a spot, and he stiffed me really hard. 
And then I messed up again. So he punched me like four times right in the face. <laughs> and at this point, I'm like just out of it. So I'm like, let's just go the fuck home. <laughs> so for me, it was crazy. Cause like, and here's why I know it's not really crazy to anybody else, but it was crazy to me because it was my first time experiencing that. Oh, yeah. And it was in this place where, like, because to my eyes, I was explained that, like, pro wrestling, it's a brotherhood, it's a bond. You don't do so. It was kind of like my wake up call. So it was crazy to me then because I was like, holy shit, this is the business. Like, this is what I thought. But it was cool. Like, it was cool. They did make right. Like in a way, they gave me his payday at the end of the night. So, like that part was kind of cool. Okay, it wasn't even that crazy. I'm not gonna lie; I'm really fucking boring in the ring. Like, not a lot of cool, crazy shit happens when I wrestle. Oh man, (laughs) like like beat up by a vet. (laughs) I I mean I've I've witnessed my fair share of crazy ones. One involving one of the guys on the card. Brandon Juarez going in the match as Donnie Pepper Cricket. He it was in one of Magnum Wrestling's Piggy in the Bank matches. They had the ladder bridged between the the ring apron and the guardrail. He I forget who he had on his back, but it it's a move I've only seen a few times. I can't remember the name of it, but he had the guy on his back. And I'm on the other side of the ring, and all of a sudden, I see him look down. I'm like, oh, God, no. (laughs) Jumps off, ladder folds into a V, and I'm like, oh, shit. And the other one that pops into my head was when uh, at the Tales from the Ring show, I got to see my first ever what I call a legit death match, and not one, like, a lot of places put on death matches and it's like a hardcore match masquerading as a death match this one was jake christ versus joel bateman and literally they it was crazy enough from the start because the match before it was a monster's ball they were (laughs) they were cleaning up thumbtacks all over jake chris all of a sudden just Bum rushes in there. It's like, fuck that. Leave this shit. Let's go. (laughs) They have the match and it ends by them taking four folding chairs, bridging two panes of glass. And then Bobby Olsen, who I'm actually get his manager, who I'm actually going to be having on the show. All of a sudden I see him roll into the ring and pulls out a thing, a lighter fluid and lights the glass on fire. I, I have not had any fun experiences with fire yet. I've done the, uh, you know, like the, the superplex into like the uh, bed of chairs and all that stuff. Like where like they set them all up and make like, yeah. that was pretty cool. Maddie Starr gave me that. Um, I've been like power bombed through like wooden ladders and stuff. <laughs> like, um, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm kind of a fucking pussy. <laughs> so like, you won't find me doing too much crazy stuff. We did like a, uh, I'm not going to spill too many beans and like get me like blacklisted, but I did like a, like a, I don't even want to say a custom match, but I did like a private, sh- like a private show. Mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like, that was cool. I got like bleed pretty crazy for that. It fucking sucked though. Cause I got like beat up with like, just, it was just a bunch of my like buddies that I was wrestling with this beat the shit out of me with like, just shoot, beat the shit out of me. For fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was fat, well, all that matters. Right. Oh, yeah. Next question. Favorite drink, alcoholic, none, or even one of both, if you want. Dude, I'm a, I'm a pussy, so I just like root beer. <laughs> I'm a root beer connoisseur. Like, I'll go around, like, anywhere I can go and try to find different root beers to try. Um, hey. I actually don't drink anymore, which kind of sucks. Like, I feel like I'm, like, disrespecting the show. <laughs> hey, I've, I've always said, because I've had people on that don't drink, I always say, just because it says drinking at most doesn't mean that drink has to be alcoholic. Yeah, it's either a, it's probably either going to be a root beer or a Mountain Dew ski for me. Um, but yeah, so here's the thing: I don't necessarily. What I would say is like, so if I was with you right now, I would definitely sit down and have it. There's not like a like it's not like that. It's yeah. just one that I'm like, hey, you know what? I used to have an issue with it. It's under control now, so now I just don't drink unless like I'm unless there's a reason. 
yeah no i'm i'm definitely more of a social drinker myself i don't tend to drink too much by myself although i did have one here but that's <laughs> those are few and far between when i'm drinking by myself but my my wife says i have a bit of a dr pepper problem i always joke about it uh, i don't have a problem i have it figured out the only problem i has is when i don't have any <laughs> i definitely feel that man dog or cat person because i got two dogs that are acting crazy right now i'm a i'm a dog guy like so like i like the simplicity of cats but i like the like the attention and like the return from like a dog that that i do like my when i met my wife she had cats now we got three cats and two dogs we got got an english bulldog that's one him right now and we got a we got a great dame puppy that's making more of the noise than our english bulldog here but i, I love them i love them both to death good deal man yeah I'm a, i i do like i do prefer the dogs man right now i currently don't have any i have four kids though so that's enough pets for me no that that's that's uh that's a houseful yeah <laughs> next thing favorite movie favorite movie okay shit um so if we're gonna like go and be like really lame i'm probably gonna go uh, i'm gonna be really i'm gonna say like bad boys okay the, the I, first or the second one or there's there's been what three of them now yeah i'm gonna say bad Oh shit, I'm gonna get like fought over this. I'm gonna say bad boys too, just for a sake, just just so we can <laughs> nobody's it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. For really me, like oh. I'm I have a really weird taste in movies too. So like I like a lot of them. Like, you know what I mean? I think that was like a loaded question for me. I don't think I have like an actual favorite. That was like if I had to pick one, there you go. No. I, I totally understand you. I know that would be a hard one for me to really nail down. I know two off the top of my head, Forrest Gump. I love that movie. I, I joke around that I've actually been to the Bubba Gump restaurants. I've been to a handful of them. Yeah. They, they ask you trivia questions about the movie. I can answer their questions before they're done asking them. So I've only been, I wanted to go to the one when I was in, uh, when I was in Daytona beach I wasn't able to go, but I did go to the one in the Mall of America. I've been to one in Hawaii, been to one in Chicago on Navy Pier, and then one in Long Beach. Cool. Very cool. My other favorite one, and some people try to argue with me about it. I love the original three. The original Ninja Turtles movies, the original three, but yes. my absolute favorite is the second one, Secret of the Ooze. Oh, yeah. Favorite one out of all the first three. I definitely think the first one, third one sucked ass. So, like... <laughs> out, of, out of the three, that was definitely bottom of it, yeah. Okay, that's a better way to put it, right? It's like the other two were just so high up that just by comparison... <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no, it's it's definitely, yeah, hard to live up to those two, but me, that's the, the second one, then the first one. For me, that second one is one of those few sequels that kind of, at least for me, surpasses the original. I would disagree with you. I think that's a, that's a, I think that's a very valid point, and I'll probably not even go as far to agree. Oh yeah, I. Like I even have a little growing Ninja Turtles figure collection. I got a, a big old special 30th anniversary super shredder that I'm like, but that's my centerpiece of it all. So I'm like, okay, this like people make fun of me because so like normal people have other interests, right? Like they, I like wrestling. I like football. I like, dude, I'm a loser. I like. 
I don't have time outside of like anything. Like, okay, maybe like they, like an argument can be made. The closest thing to a hab- hobby I have outside of wrestling is like the MCU and like D- like like superhero movies. Mm, yeah, like the closest thing that you can even like make a slight argument for. Um, yeah, because I'm definitely like if it's not wrestling, I don't want it. So like for example, mm. somewhere I have the Ninja Turtles when they did like the WWE crossover line. We mm. so I have like a few of those. But like other than that, and I kind of like the Ninja Turtles as a kid, but I'm like, I'm not gonna buy Ninja Turtles. <laughs> but then those, I was like, I have yeah. to buy Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, no. It, out of my figure collection, it's mostly wrestling. I mean, I do as far as those Funkos go, I do have a whole mess of the MCU line. Cool. But uh Last but not least, as far as questions, best advice for anybody wanting to get into wrestling? My advice for anybody wanting to get into wrestling is find, take the time to figure out where you're actually going to go to like to get into wrestling. There's yeah. a lot of people that will take your money. There's not a lot of people that are truly going to invest in you. Um, something that the Forge, my, it's not, this isn't like a plug for my school. It's just something that my experiences in wrestling, I wanted to make sure that I had a place to where these kids could come. And it's not just a, and it's not just like a one and done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, Hey, your 15 weeks are up. See you later, kid. I take yeah. but outside of practice. I'm investing in them, trying to make sure that they're all right. Make sure they're ready to go. I'm not saying come to my school. I'm saying find a place that is like that to where you are going to get one-on-one attention. People are going to make sure that you, you know, your needs are met. But on the other side of that too, find a place that's flexible, but don't use it as a crutch. Yeah. It's a, it's a real fine line that people dance with. You know, you want to go somewhere that's going to be understanding with you, but you also don't want to be that guy who's like my biggest people suck at throwing punches so they're just mm. like we'll just throw forearms <laughs> no and small little thing but it's fun. don't use don't let people give you crutches oh yeah no and that that's very, very good advice because one it's not like hell when i was growing up in like high school and even into college before the navy where like wrestling schools seemed a little few and far between like they're definitely more spaced out and now pretty much if you really look any part of the country that you live in there there are reputable schools in just about every area of the country if you really go look there is and even worse but here's like the thing that's like the key word you said there was reputable um there's probably a school with a sense of anybody yeah <laughs> there's somebody who will take your money and make you a professional wrestler um yeah that's something that a lot of guys fall into the habit of and then they go out to try to get booked and they get told well like you trained there like you're not a professional wrestler <laughs> yeah. uh, which hey dude that's something that like i'm sorry that that happened to you but you should have taken the time to <laughs> just like in anything man you're gonna there's gonna be con artists out there trying to just rip you off um for a great example of that man is so like hey i never wanted anything to do with in-ring training <laughs> i never wanted to touch it i never wanted to help somebody throw a punch um our first trainer didn't work out we had to get rid of him the second trainer he uh unfortunately the, the person that we were in talks with to do it, unfortunately, he passed away. If you can draw the lines, um, and then now going into our third class, we locked in Justin Fowler again. Who, as of, and I'll say it, and if anybody don't, you know, don't take it out on him. It's me saying it. As of Feb, you know, if you ask me today on February twenty second, who the best current wrestler in the area is, it's Justin Fowler. You can't. No, oh, yeah, but there's also, no. No really arguing that one. Good Lord. The, he's blowing up all over the place. Yeah, that's not a knock on anybody else. It's just a simple fact of, you know, body, check. Ring, ring ability, check. Bike skills. <laughs> you know, looks, just the whole, you know, whole nine yards. Maybe not Mike's skills, but he's working on that. I'll give him this. I'm kidding. Um, you know, just from an all-around standpoint, Justin Fowler's the guy. 
You oh know, yeah. We can't, nobody can take that away from them. So we are honored to have them be a part of our school. You know, with classes starting up here soon, it's going to be a whole different breed, man. Justin goes, Justin is definitely somebody who abides by Fowler's mindset of pro wrestling is not for everyone. Fandom is. Um, so he's going to, he, you know, he, he's being transparent going into this. Hey, you know, if we get one student out of this class, we succeeded. <laughs> no, and I mean, there, there are schools that have been like that. Like, uh, oh, one in particular, I can ECW's uh, school. Mm-hmm. That that was kind of their mindset that you, you hear about how uh, I think Taz was one of the main guys, and then Paul Heyman was would even say, you know, if if we even get one, if we can only get one guy out of it, mm-hmm. cool just because he knew that those guys would get them ready yeah and it's something too like what we of course we want every single person in that class and we're going to do everything that we can to get them there but it's up to them to keep themselves there um so that's when we say that we're not saying like hey we're gonna run them ragged and hopefully everybody quits on the first day so we get their money ha 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 (laughs) is you know it's in the name we're making professional wrestlers we're not making and a lot of guys get confused when I say this. We're not making independent wrestlers. We're making professional wrestlers. Anybody can pay whatever the price is to go to some shit school and say they're a wrestler. But we are making professionals. <laughs> oh, no. Then that, that's the good mentality to have because you want, in the end, you want when somebody goes out, they graduate, and they're getting their name out there. You want them to carry they're carrying that name with them the rugged pro name they're carrying that with them and you want them to be putting that good impression out there so when people hear oh they came from there okay we'll take them absolutely right absolutely right and that is something that is more important now than you know now more than ever with as many schools as are around you really only get and especially with how many because what that means is there's an influx of talent so when yeah. you look at and these guys are hitting up these promotions, you've got to stick out and mm-hmm. you don't for the wrong reason. So, you know, if we're putting out trash talent and they're going out putting on trash matches, when they reach out, somebody says, hey, they see, hey, I trained with Rugged Pro Wrestling and they gave us a bad name already. That message is instantly getting deleted. They're not even going to look at it. Yeah, so that's something, too, that like, you know. There's very few guys at Rugged Pro Wrestling. There's two guys actually right now that have my blessing to be taking bookings in their places. And that is Angus Kaiser and uh, Luke Luna. Mm. Um, well, I guess there's three. There's there's your boy, Andy. Then there's Luke Luna. Mm. <laughs> and, there, and there's the big bad bull, Angus Kaiser. There's three talent from Rugged Pro Wrestling that have my blessing to take outside bookings. Um, and they've been, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, man, they're getting signed next week. But they're 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 good talent guys. They're people that I you know I put my name on. I know they can carry a good simple you know a good match. Put on put on a good match for your show, and that's something I can take a lot of pride in because those guys are 100 percent awesome bouts. No, yeah, Luke, Luke Luna. I I'm very familiar with him. He's definitely got an entertaining character, and he I I enjoy watching him when I get to. He's somebody too. I think once you know, as he is still. He's still really new. I mean, we really break it down in the grand scheme of things. Uh, he's he's somebody too that I think I think he's less than forty matches in. Um, he's somebody that I think as he continues to deal with this, um, I call it an identity crisis. He doesn't like when I call it that, and he really nails down this character. He's somebody who the sky's the li- you know the sky's the limit for him. Um, the only wish I could have had is I wish he would have started sooner. That's just so he could have mm. even. Um, because I believe he's you know he's in his thirties now. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But yeah, you know, not everybody was as fortunate to me. You know, I'm only 25, but I still have eight years in the business because I started so young. Um, I wish he would have been able to have that longevity that I've been lucky and fortunate enough to have. Um, but absolutely, both those guys are great talent, and if you haven't heard of them, guys, go and check them out. Well, definitely. Well, that is about all I have. Before we go, where can people find? You find Rugged Pro, so if they don't have their eyes there on you and Rugged Pro, they can go ahead and get them there. 
So Austin for myself, you know, for Austin Fouts, it's real simple. It's just pretty much anywhere you want to go, put in the name backslash real Austin Fouts. And you'll find me YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. I got it Um, for rugged wrestling. It's the same thing. Um, Our big areas where you want to be up for us, our big focus areas are our Facebook and our YouTube, both those, you know, name backslash rugged wrestling if you want to go and uh go subscribe to us on facebook we're trying to hit 10k by the end of this year on facebook we're current we just hit our 5,000 mark and we're gonna as with our growth going as fast as it is i think we'll be able to hit 10k pretty easy by december so help us out guys let's get us there but where you can next is of course is this saturday fall city mm-hmm. nebraska uh, oh for yes. and fall city nebraska brought to you by the jc's and high v uh, or I think more specifically Dollar Fresh in this instance, um, one of the subsidiaries of Hy-Vee. But we're really oh, excited yeah. wrestling to Nebraska uh, in this area. I don't think wrestling's been in the area for 10-plus years. I think Brian Blade ran there a few years ago. Um, it's been a while. We're excited to be bringing wrestling back to the area. So we look forward to seeing you guys all this weekend. Thank you. Definitely. And, you know, best of luck this weekend. Best of luck, Rugged Pro. Get get to those milestones and well you're welcome back anytime man thank you so much for having me man this has been a blast definitely been fun all right everybody one to thank the sponsor today reaper apparel one to encourage everybody to break out of the comfort zone live their best self which i very much support they got great apparel, hats, shirts, beanies, hoodies, all that good shit. Be sure when you go on to reaperapparel.com, use the code DRINKIN for 10% off your order. Let's fucking go.